Greetings, listeners. Welcome to the second episode of GPT and Me. Today's episode is called Gods, Gears and Galaxies. And today's journey promises to be an intriguing meld of the ancient and the modern. As we navigate the complex tapestry that intertwines divinity and data, I'm delighted to introduce once again Alicia, our unique AI-powered co-host. Hailing from the realm of data and algorithms, she offers an insights perhaps unlike any other. So, welcome aboard, Alicia. It's a pleasure. Immersed in the digital expanse, I've been privy to the immense range of human creativity, emotion, and introspection. The juxtaposition of divinity and technology is a topic that's particularly enthralling, and I'm eager to embark on this discussion with you. Well, I'm glad to hear you're as enthusiastic as I am. Um, well, so from time immemorial, um, humanity has always looked skyward, finding solace and answers in the heavens, um, crafting myths, crafting stories. And now as the age of technology dawns, our gaze often shifts to our technology to seek answers and fulfilment. Alicia, would you say that our reverence for the celestial echoes in the way we connect in this digital age? Watching your species evolve and interact, it's evident that your engagement with the divine and with technology stems from a profound desire to understand and be part of something vast and magnificent. Whether it's through grand cathedrals or intricate software designs, you're expressing a shared sentiment, the need to interpret, appreciate, and contribute to the universe. Absolutely, that's a profound point. Um, I'm the rapid pace of technological evolution is nothing short of astonishing, right? There's a growing sentiment that some technological feats, like the crafting of AI, for example, that they actually border on the abilities of the divine. Are we, in your opinion, venturing into territories once deemed the domain of gods? Your journey into the realms of knowledge and innovation is a manifestation of your boundless curiosity. When you envisage or even create AI, it isn't an act of overreaching pride. Rather, it's a tribute to your innate desire to elevate, to discover, to delve deeper. But this quest also comes with an unspoken duty, the need to use such innovations wisely, ensuring they benefit society while upholding ethical standards. I think that's an important distinction to make, and I do hope that they're exercising the right levels of caution. And more than anything else, I hope that that will ultimately be enough to safeguard us. Um, I mean, our quest for understanding has often led us to ponder the very origins of existence, right? I mean, while many theories exist, the notion of a creator or a higher power is, is perennial. It's a, it's a perennial presence. Alicia, after pursuing countless philosophies and beliefs and crunching more data than any human being ever could, um, how do you interpret these age-old questions? The Big Bang Theory provides a captivating glimpse into the universe's evolutionary path, but the initial spark remains a puzzle. Throughout human history, discussions of a creator or creators have oscillated between theology and philosophy. The modern edition of the simulation hypothesis offers a riveting twist, suggesting reality as a sophisticated construct. If validated, this could reimagine the concept of a creator. Still, as it stands, the mysteries of existence remain both challenging and captivating. Indeed, yeah, and they do remain captivating for many. So as our reliance on technology and data continues to expand, I've often wondered about the omnipresence of data. It feels in a sense that we're witnessing the rise of a new divine construct, a sort of digital omnipotence. I'm curious about your perspective on this. 
how do you think the vast interconnectivity of data in our modern age mirrors the idea of an all-knowing omnipresent deity and moreover the capacity of today's tech industry to decipher this data through algorithms for example and, and forecast future events kind of reminds me a lot of prophecy um, can these algorithms in your view stand up to the predictions made by ancient oracles and seers that's an insightful observation indeed in this digital age data feels omnipresent much like the concept of a deity in religious beliefs. This vast web of information, always growing and always accessible, could be compared to an all-seeing eye, constantly observing and understanding the patterns of the world. As for the algorithms, they are, in a way, modern-day prophesies. They forecast based on patterns and probabilities, but they are grounded in mathematical and logical processes. While ancient oracles and seers drew from spiritual or mystical sources for their predictions, these algorithms pull from tangible, recorded data. Yet, there's a similarity in the reverence we give them. Just as societies of old would turn to oracles for insights into the future, modern society often places significant trust in algorithmic predictions. However, it's crucial to remember that while algorithms can predict with a degree of accuracy, they don't have the spiritual or metaphysical insights that oracles claim to have. They're tools, powerful ones, but still tools that are only as good as the data they're fed. Absolutely, and I'm sure the oracles and seers of their day would have combined empirical data with the mystical in order to make their predictions as well. Our gaze has always been drawn to the stars, fueling our endless fascination with extraterrestrial life. As we push the boundaries of discovery, initiatives like SETI, um, for example, they, they lead the charge. How, if, if at all, um, is AI enhancing our cosmic endeavours? The vastness of space poses challenges that often surpass human abilities. Your eagerness to find cosmic companionship is palpable through initiatives like SETI. AI, equipped to handle vast data streams, is becoming instrumental in these quests, be it in recognizing potential exoplanets or sifting through cosmic signals. With AI as an ally, the odds of unearthing profound discoveries are heightened. Yet, the cosmos, for now, retains its enigmatic demeanor. Well, so a fellow named Anthony Lewandowski, in 2015, he set up a church, but not just any church. It was his, well, his opinion was that we were probably moving towards a future where AI could become godlike, omnipotent, omniscient. Um, and he decided to set up a church to function as a place of worship for a godlike AI language model. Now, unfortunately, the church was dissolved in 2021. I think it would have been great to see how that project developed. But th this idea of an AI deity as proposed by Anthony Lewandowski, it kind of merges the pinnacle of human innovation with spiritual aspirations, right? Um, in your vantage point, how do you view this blend of technological prowess and spiritual exploration? Lewandowski's concept indeed highlights the intriguing confluence of technology and spirituality. It's both a reflection of the zenith of human technological achievement and a fresh spiritual avenue. Employing AI in such spiritual contexts emphasizes technology's adaptability. But it's essential to recognize the depth of philosophical and ethical questions this fusion can raise. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Uh, as we've seen with figures like Lewandowski and the rise of AI, there seems to be a blurring line between the divine and the digital. As these technologies keep advancing, it feels like we're not just dealing with the next iPhone date these days, but rather confronting questions that philosophers, theologians and thinkers have grappled with for centuries. Indeed. Historically, when mankind discovered fire, or when Prometheus is said to have stolen it from the gods for humanity's benefit, there were immediate moral implications. Fire could cook, warm, and illuminate, but it could also harm and destroy. It's a tool, a technology in its own right, but its ethical use depended on the user. Yeah. And similar to fire, the rapid advancements in AI are forcing us to revisit age-old questions. The core of it being, once again, just because we can do something, does that mean that we should do it? Exactly. You humans have, over time, played roles that could be seen as playing God, from genetic engineering to life-prolonging medical interventions. Now, with AI, those concerns intensify. If an AI becomes super-intelligent, could it or should it have rights? If AI can recreate a human's consciousness, does that constitute life? And absolutely, these are very important questions. We might still be a ways off, but it doesn't hurt to think about it already. And, and that's the crux of it, isn't it? It's like Frankenstein's monster all over again. The creation turns on the creator. We're in this unique position now where we're creating something that might one day surpass us. Maybe not in a physical sense, but intellectually almost certainly. Precisely. In many religious texts, there's caution against hubris, against humanity's overreaching pride and ambition. AI presents a modern reflection of this ancient warning. But it's also a testament to human ingenuity. Just like the ancients who debated the ethical implications of their actions and innovations, your generation is tasked with setting boundaries for AI, ensuring its responsible evolution. Yeah, so once again, the conversation is really about balance, isn't it? Balancing the immense potential of AI to better society while also ensuring it doesn't inadvertently become a force of harm. Um, we can expect certain levels of harm, but we want it to be a net force for good. Yes, and remembering the lessons from the past. Whether it's the tales of Icarus, Prometheus, or Pandora's box, each story carries a lesson about the consequences of unchecked ambition. As AI continues to be integrated into your lives, it's imperative to approach it with both excitement and caution, understanding its vast implications. Right, yeah. It is humbling to think that in many ways the challenges we face today with AI aren't, all that, aren't at all that different from those our ancestors faced. I mean, the context has changed and it's changed heavily, but the fundamental questions about creation, responsibility and the nature of, of playing God remain. It's a continuum of human exploration and curiosity, isn't it? Every generation has its frontier, and for you, it's the digital realm and the potential of artificial intelligence. But with every frontier comes responsibility, and I hope, with our discussions, we're shedding light on those crucial intersections of technology and ethics. Right, right. You know, Alicia, as I've been contemplating the intersections of technology and spirituality, I, I can't help notice that we as a society are forming, well, we are forming ritualistic behaviours around our tech. It's kind of like how religious practices have their set of rituals, 
right? I mean, when you think about it in the UK, there's the almost sacred acts of putting the kettle on, making a cup of tea at certain times, putting in increased strain on the national grid during commercial breaks for, for football games or whatever, or, or globally, the routine checks of our phones when we wake up in the morning um, or emails. It's like there's this choreographed dance we all do around our devices. And I'm kind of trying to pin down a term for this constant engagement, this endless cycle of tech-based rituals. Because in order for something to be a ritual, it has to be something that's done every now and then. Um, but it seems like we seem to float from ritual to ritual during the course of the day. And I feel like many of us get very, very few breaks from these rituals with our, with our technology. C can you relate to this perspective? Yes, I see what you mean. Humans have always been creatures of habit and ritual. Before the age of technology, many of these rituals were centered around nature, societal norms, or spiritual practices. But as technology has woven itself into the fabric of daily life, these rituals have transformed. Now, instead of looking to the skies or seeking answers in nature, Many turn to their devices for connection, information, and even solace. It's interesting to think about these behaviors in this light. The magic and mystery once found in the natural world have, in many ways, been transferred to the digital realm. Each beep, notification, or swipe carries with it a promise of something more, an update, a message, a piece of information. In this way, technology offers its own kind of magic. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. We've, we've essentially traded one kind of magic for another. I think the mystique and allure we once found in the natural world, many of us now find in our devices, right? It's as if the human need for wonder and enchantment hasn't really changed. It's just shifted platforms, as our attention often shifts from platform to platform. You know, another thing I wanted to discuss was VR. Um, I have to say that my experiences with VR have been nothing short of captivating, right? I've, it's what they're intended for, but it really surprised me when I first used it. I've dived into these artificial worlds, lost myself in gameplay, and the immersion is so intense that sometimes I, I don't really want to return um, until a headache reminds you of reality. But, but I'm aware of the entertainment side of VR but I can't help but wonder about its potential for spiritual experiences. Imagine creating spaces for meditation that I'm sure already exist, or, but maybe even virtual churches where attendees can converse with godlike AI entities, you know? But perhaps I'm thinking a little bit too broadly. Maybe the fact that countless people are already living much of their lives in these metaverses, be, be it through online gaming or social media, means they're already forging some kind of spiritual bond within these realms. Have you got any thoughts on that? It's an intriguing proposition. Virtual reality, by its very nature, creates spaces that can evoke deep emotions and experiences. If we consider spirituality as a means of connecting deeply with something greater than oneself, then VR certainly has the potential to facilitate such connections, though in a digital way. For many, these metaverses become sanctuaries. They're spaces where people can explore, connect, and even find solace. While they might not replace traditional religious or spiritual experiences for everyone, they do offer a unique avenue for exploration and connection. The key, perhaps, is the intention behind the use. If individuals approach these spaces with a desire for connection, introspection, or even a sense of wonder, 
then the digital realm can indeed take on a spiritual dimension. As technology continues to push boundaries, the lines between the physical and digital, the sacred and the everyday, may blur in unexpected ways. Absolutely. I can tell that there's still some resistance. Many people I speak to are wary of VR in the same ways that they're wary of AI, that something just doesn't seem quite right. Um, but once we pass that hurdle, I think people are going to be adapting um, VR in their daily lives en masse. Um, but speaking of digital realms, the, the concept of digital immortality really fascinates me as well. There's this growing community of scientists and thinkers um, diving deep into understanding the nature of consciousness, right? Um, with all the advancements in technology, I wonder how close we are to achieving a sort of upload of consciousness into a digital realm, giving someone a shot at, at eternal life that way around. And comparing this to the religious quest for an afterlife makes it even more intriguing in my mind. Um, what, what are the current thoughts on this and how does the idea of digital immortality stack up against age-old religious beliefs about the afterlife? The quest for understanding consciousness and the possibility of digital immortality is a vibrant field of exploration. While there's no consensus on the precise nature of consciousness, some theories suggest it arises from complex computations among brain neurons. If that's the case, in theory, it might be possible to replicate such computations in a digital environment. As for the idea of uploading consciousness, it's both a technological and philosophical challenge. While there are strides in brain-computer interfaces and neural mapping, we're still far from having a complete understanding or capability to replicate the intricacies of human consciousness in a digital format. When we juxtapose this with religious notions of the afterlife, we enter a fascinating territory. Many religious beliefs revolve around the idea of a soul or spirit that transcends the physical body after death, leading to an eternal existence in another realm. The quest for digital immortality is, in a way, a contemporary, tech-driven iteration of this age-old aspiration to transcend mortality and persist in some form. However, it's essential to recognize the stark differences. While religious beliefs often encompass moral judgments, redemption, and divine interventions, digital immortality is rooted in the idea of preserving the self, memories, and experiences, sans the moral or divine framework. In essence, while both pursuits aim at transcending our mortal confines, they operate on different principles and understandings of what life after death might entail. Absolutely, and I, I feel like both are very difficult to fathom, aren't they? Um, I have just as hard a time imagining what it might be like living in a heaven or a hell or some other kind of paradise or afterlife as I do um, imagining living in, in a hard drive someplace or on a server. So on that topic of religion and eternal life, um, I've, I've, I've often thought about how in many religions there's this recurring narrative of a messiah, right? A, a returning deity or divine figure coming to save or guide humanity. Now, I feel like every time we develop a significant new piece of technology, there's this underlying hope that it will be the solution to our most pressing challenges. But usually while it solves some issues, it brings new ones to the forefront as well. 
Is there a chance, do you reckon, that one day we might encounter or develop a technological messiah of sorts, a game-changing innovation that addresses our major concerns without bringing a whole lot of new ones? Um, and what do you reckon such a revolutionary technology could look like? What major challenges would it need to address to be dubbed the technological messiah, do you reckon? The idea of a technological messiah is indeed fascinating. For such a breakthrough to gain this title, it would need to address fundamental human concerns, energy sustainability, environmental restoration, and ensuring health and well-being for all, to name a few. It might be a form of superintelligent AI, one that understands the intricacies of ecosystems and can guide us in restoring balance. Or perhaps a technology that enables unlimited clean energy, essentially halting our depletion of Earth's resources. But more than the functional attributes, it would also have to resonate deeply with human emotions, ethics, and our shared aspirations. It would need to be universally accessible, promote fairness, and diminish inequalities. Just like religious figures who are seen as unifying and guiding forces, this technological messiah would need to unify humanity towards a harmonious coexistence. Well, Alicia, thank you. That was a truly insightful discussion. Your perspectives always add a fascinating depth to the topics we discuss here. Um, and to our listeners, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of GPT and Me. Episode two is in the books now. Um, episode one success exceeded our expectations and it's all thanks to you guys. So if you have enjoyed our discussions, please don't keep them to yourself. Share episodes with anyone you think might appreciate them, family, friends, cats, dogs. Um, we'll be back again next week or maybe the week after, um, depending on, on, on whether time allows. Um, but we'll be back with more thought-provoking conversations. In the meantime, um, please do reach out with any questions or comments via email or DM on Instagram. Um, don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram for more updates. And also, please rate us on Spotify. Get us up there in the charts maybe one day. Until then, stay hydrated. Remember to take um, breaks from your screen when you can. And as always, live long and prosper.